0: WR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents. With advice that makes sense, so let Lionel help you get your finances in order, or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipment. Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, 7:30 p.m. Central.
1: And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a big shout out to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for listening in week after week, month after month, and year after year. Uh, So very fortunate we'll be coming up to my second year uh, in September. So uh, the countdown is on. Very exciting time uh, for me. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out and a big huge thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. And ultimately, I want to give thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Now, for those all the new people, what my show consists of, it is a financial life empowerment show focusing in on improving your financial outlooks. But it doesn't stop there. I'm here to give you some life lessons. That means educating you in the other important areas of life, mind, body, and spirit, to help you live life to the fullest. So in a nutshell, I am here to help you. So tonight we have another uh, fantastic show. Uh, This will be the 12th episode of the Women in Finances series here on the Shape Your Finances show. And I have to say, I've been I've been getting a lot of uh, good good feedback uh, of all of my past guests uh, that have been here on the show. It's been very uh, educational to me, very inspiring to me, and um, hopefully all of you are getting a lot of a lot out of it out of the shows. And if you have not heard any of the sh- past shows, I would encourage you to go to my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. Uh, And I have created a I have a page dedicated to the radio show, but I've kind of created a section specifically for the women in finances series. And you can see the gallery of all the different guests that I've had, various backgrounds, various professions uh, talking about finance, talking about money, talking about their struggles, their challenges, their successes, their achievements. Uh, From the perspective of women, so please go out to my website and click on some of those past episodes or listen to all the episodes because they are all uh, you get a good wealth of information uh, from each one, but are very inspiring stories uh, uh, from all my past guests. So so make sure you do that. But as you're there as well, you can listen to any of the past shows that I've done since the inception of uh, of this program. So uh, I ask you to please stay tuned uh, as we get ready to go into our conversation tonight with my special guest. Uh, The call-in number, if you had any questions or comments, uh, feel free to call in at 917-889-8078. Again, that's 917-889-8078. Uh, If you don't know, you can listen to all of my shows. Uh, Oh, different platforms now. I I got some exciting news uh, this past weekend that uh, my show now is on Spotify. So now you can listen to my show, Shape Your Finances Show, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. So very exciting uh, time for me here. I'm very grateful, uh, very blessed to be able to do uh, this has been a, a great learning opportunity for me, but I have a lot that's in me, and I'm glad that I have this platform to be able to bring it out to all of you. Now, tonight, uh, my special guest, uh, if you've been listening to my show, you would know that she is not, uh, uh, she's been on the show a, a couple of times. Uh, I would probably say not just a guest, but a friend. Uh, She's the founder and chief outcome facilitator of the CARS Group Limited, uh, specializing in providing personal and professional strategic development planning to small businesses, organizations, and individuals. She's also the founder and executive director of the CARS Institute for Learning and Collaboration, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide training, resources, and support to nonprofits, community organizations, churches, schools, and small businesses. She's a grant writer, adjunct instructor, former foundation executive director, educator, and administrator. Now, the, the list goes on and on. I'm <laughs> not going to read her entire, <laughs> entire resume, but I want to make sure that we give time uh, and attention to our discussion tonight. So please help me welcome to. Uh, the show returning guest, Miss Keisha Rivers. Hello, Keisha. How are you tonight?
2: <laughs> Hello, I am great. It is so nice to be with you again. I always love yeah. our conversations, and I know this one is going to not disappoint as usual <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely well, see, I got my pen and my pad out because uh for all of you that don't know, I may have said it before every Single time that I've spoken to Keisha, either here on the radio or just you know we call each other outside of the radio, I always learn something. She's always giving me homework uh, indirectly. She <laughs> Don't tell me to write it down, but I know <laughs> if I don't write it down, that I, I may be I may be quizzed on it at a at a later conversation. So so I, I would encourage all of you right now before we start, get a pen, get a pad. You're going to get a lot of good information, a lot of good nuggets of information tonight. So uh, I got mine ready. So, Keisha, uh, you about ready?
2: I am, I am ready to go. You know, I, you know <laughs> I stay ready, right? You know, you know how to roll.
1: <laughs> oh, I know how I roll. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I always start off uh, with this particular series. I always like for my guests to share uh, their personal money story would you please share your money story with us tonight?
2: Well, the interesting thing about it is that, and and a lot of people really don't believe me when I, when I tell them um, this, but I grew up um, single parent household. My parents split when I was seven and um, my mom was raising myself and my two brothers. And we were, we were, we weren't impoverished, but we were poor. Um, it, but it was the kind that you didn't realize that you were poor. Just as you got older, you realized that there were there were certain things that you couldn't do more readily mm-hmm. um, than other people. And so um, my mom was a nurse, and, you know, she used to work a lot of double shifts. And so very, very early on, I was, because I was the oldest and I'm the only girl, so I was always in charge of taking care of my brothers. I was a, We were latchkey kids, you know, when I was seven or eight. You know, I'd go pick them up from school, we'd ride the bus, we'd come home, close the door, lock it, don't go outside type of deal. (laughs) But, um, you know, one thing that I recognized very, very early on is that there wasn't extra money for stuff. Um, You know, if I wanted to go on trips or, or, you know, school functions or things like that, I usually would find, you know, someone that was doing a donation or sponsoring or something like that to start taking the load off of my mom. So very, very early on, I, I recognized that we did not have, we did not have as much as other people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, there were some times when things were repossessed and we moved around a lot because, okay. you know, there were times when, you know, the rent couldn't be paid. So we, we moved a lot. Um, I went to like almost every year I was in a different school up until I got to high school. Um, mm-hmm. But, with all of that, you know being said, it wasn't a negative environment. you know, um, we didn't talk about money at all. We didn't talk about budgets, we didn't talk about um incomes. you know, I got my first job when I was fifteen. I've always worked and um and I was never afraid of working because that's just what we did so You know, me being an entrepreneur for the past 14 years went kind of against the grain because Mm -hmm. we were always instilled with, you know, go to school, get a good education, get a good job Mm -hmm. because you need that security. Um, And I, you know, went to school, got a great education, got out, you know, got a great job. And then I said, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All that
3: preparation. All that preparation for you to I do know. that. Huh? <laughs> I know.
2: And I, and I still got the, you know, up. In, I, I will say up until about maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, I would still get the question from my mom. Okay, so you, you getting a real job yet? Or, you know, <laughs> so and so's hiring. Or, you know, and I'm just like, you, do you not realize I have my own company? I don't. This is my job. <laughs> so so yeah, it was it was that whole thing of not not really seeing a lot of good examples when it came to money. Um and you know, and you know, investments and credit scores and all that kind of that was those weren't conversations that we had um when I was growing up. Gotcha. So a lot of that I learned the hard way on the back end in the adult, you know, in the adult side. So, okay. uh-huh. Yeah, it was
1: it, it was interesting. Interesting. I, of course, I'm gonna ask you this question. I, I don't know why I, would, I never uh, thought about it until you mentioned it. Now, when you at age 15, what was your first job? If you can My remember. My
2: first job, I was I was oh I remember I was a cashier at Tiggly okay. Wiggly, the grocery ah. store. Um, I I was a grocery store. Yeah, I was a grocery store cashier um, at 15. You know, the the first and and I remember I got my job, I think it was the day after my birthday or the day of my birthday, because you had to be 15 to work. Um, And I had gotten my learner, I gotten my driver's license. And I could drive by myself. At that time, I could drive by myself without an adult during daylight hours after after um, it got dark, I had to have an adult in the car with me. So I would take my mom to work um, and early in the morning drop her off. I would go to class. I would get out of school um, early, got early release. I would go Mm -hmm. to work, and then um, I would go home, take care of my brothers, and then go pick my mom up from work and do my homework and stuff and do it all over again. So, yeah, first job was cashier in a grocery store, Piggly Wiggly. Second job was uh, I was in the jewelry department at Walmart. Um, so I never did fast food. I never worked in a fast food restaurant. Gotcha.
1: Now, this is funny. Now, you, you're you going to get a kick out of this. Guess where my first job was?
3: Did you Piggly work at Piglet? W- you were at the page. <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Yes, I did. Piggly Wiggly. It was a staple in my hometown in Alabama. All my B-town, all my Brunnish folks that are listening in, Yes, I worked at Piggly Wiggly. As a matter of fact, I started early. You know, I was working um, initially. Uh, it probably goes against child labor law now, but uh, initially, I was paid, I was paid. You know, under the table initially,
0: mm-hmm. and then when
1: I turned of age where I could work, I worked four years, five actually five years at Pig. It helped put me through college. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. gosh, that is so funny. I got I, I got to tell this quick story. Yep. I found a a t shirt, a piggly wiggly piggly wiggly t-shirts, t shirts. Red. I gotta take a snap a oh, picture. Oh wow! Of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I wear it you, proudly.
2: Oh, you you going back in the archives now?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I happened to find one on eBay or, or somewhere. My wife ended up finding it for me. I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, that's that's amazing. Wow. I never see that. Yeah, see what happened when we start talking?
3: <laughs> I know, right? Wow.
1: Piglet Wiggly. So, so how did you? Mm-hmm. When I went, were you making the transition from you know you're working and then starting your own business? Now, what influenced you or who influenced you to start your own business?
2: Well, I I will say this. Whenever I tell the story about how I started my business, I always start by issuing this caveat: Do not okay. do what I did. So, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you that. that do not do what I did. Um, right. I had actually been, um, I'd been an educator for a number of years, and then I was a, a sports talk radio show host. And that's a whole other story. And then I ended up being the um, the general manager of a minor league soccer franchise, and um, which is another story in and of itself. And that's I had gotten to the point where, um, you know, the hours and the demands were ridiculous. I mean, there was basically no time off that they called you at two in the morning because they wanted to talk about stuff or you had to, I mean, I was traveling with the team. I was taking care of travel, um, uh, you know, arrangements. I was handling sponsorship and and community partnerships and managing the summer camps and all of this. And it was, it was, it was very hard work. Um, It taught me a lot. And it, but one of the co-owners was crazy. I mean, he had no boundary. <laughs> he lived, right. he, he eats, slept, breathes, you know, this team because he had so much invested in it personally. So he right. expected you to do the same thing. And I remember I had this moment where I was like, you know what, I am tired of this because, you know, they had this, the cell, they gave me the cell phone and the laptop and, you know, I had an apartment and all this other stuff. And so right. I got to the point and I said, you know what, this is it. I'm tired of this. Just because you pay me to do this job does not mean you owe me. So I mm-hmm. loaded up, you know, all the stuff. They, I loaded up the laptop and the phone, and, you know, I got in the car um, donated as part of a sponsorship, you know, agreement thing. And, and I had an apartment, right. so I went to the to the, uh, the apartment manager and arranged for, you know, to get a new apartment, and yeah, I moved my stuff and everything. So I drove to the secondary, um, the the co-owner's house, he lived in this big old town, you know, where the old money is with the big houses that sit way back from the street. So yes. and, and so I drove up with the, with the car, and I knocked on his door. He came to the door, and I held out the key, and I dropped it in his hand, and I said, all of your stuff is in the car. I quit. I'm out. I don't deserve this. I'm done.
3: Wow. And I turned
2: around, and I walked down that long driveway, and I got <laughs> to the end. And I turned on the side of the fence where you can't see because it's like you know ten foot And I turned on the side of the fence and I looked around uh-huh. and I went, "Okay, how do I get home? Because I don't know where I'm at right now." <laughs> <laughs> but it's a perfect scene in the movie. It was a perfect scene. It was perfect. Yeah, because I, I waited until you didn't, so I didn't couldn't know... see
3: me though. <laughs> oh well, wow. yeah, because I didn't know where it was going. I'm thinking, "Uh uh how are you gonna get back home?" <laughs> Oh, wow. Right, and oh, that's gosh. what
2: I, I, I didn't think, because I was, I was hot, I was like, I'm done, and then I, w- and I was like, okay, how do I, where am I, because how, where, is there a bus down here, because I don't know how I'm getting back, so, oh, wow. yeah, Um. so after that, I, um, you know, word got out in the, among the team in the league, because I, I was, giving presentations on sponsorship acquisition and marketing and and all of that kind of stuff at the team meetings, the owner meetings for the league. And so word spread very quickly that I was no longer working for that team. And so I had three different teams that were interested in um, having me come and be their general manager. And I didn't want to relocate. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I can start a consulting business and, I can work with all of you guys and I don't have to go anywhere. So my first client was one of the, um, soccer, other soccer franchises. They were in Orlando and we negotiated. Um, I worked for them. I think it was like three months and, um, you know, negotiated my fee. They flew me out once a month to spend a week out there and work with them on, on setting stuff up and helping to set up their marketing and all of that kind of stuff. And that's how I got started. Hadn't looked back since been 14
3: years.
1: Wow, so, so do everything except load up the car and throw it back at the uh...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Have a plan, look.
2: Have a plan, make sure you know what you're doing, have a backup, have some money, save, you know, all of the, don't do any of the stuff that I did, none of that.
1: <laughs> but see, but see, hey, but you have a story to tell, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and and
2: that's like I can tell people, don't be like me, don't do it like I did. I'm telling you the right way to do it, don't do it the way I did.
1: Wow, now see, I I knew parts of that story there, but that, that part you never shared with me. Uh <laughs> They start walking off again behind the bill. like What? What? I forgot to get a ride. What? How am I going to get? <laughs> I didn't think this out all the way. <laughs> you, you had it planned out in your head. You just didn't think about the end. The I, part, did. Part I did. I
2: did. I <laughs> did. It was. I mean, it was. It was. I. It was. And it was. Oh man! It was a perfect scene from the movie. It, I mean, perfect scripted and every. I mean, I had it played out. And then I was like, oh, How am I going to get home? Is,
3: like it's too if, far to walk. Where I gotta go? <laughs> right. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now that's funny.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, it it made you to where you are. You can, of course, you can laugh about it now, uh, but mm-hmm. the experience you gained from all of that got to where you are right now. Because I I couldn't. I mean, just hearing it, it took all of that to get to starting, and then to get to where you are right now. So uh, I'm I'm so yeah, glad.
3: And, and-
2: and that's part of the reason why i I don't stress out over things as much as people would sometimes think I should. You know, mm-hmm. you know as well as I do anyone who who's an entrepreneur who's in business, it's not an easy road. But
3: no.
2: the one thing that i have I have found is that you know i I started shifting the questions I was asking and I started shifting the way I was thinking about things. So instead of saying, "Oh my gosh, why me? Why is this happening?" I started mm-hmm. asking myself, "What do I need to learn from this?" Because yeah. obviously this is happening because I there's something I don't know. So mm-hmm. I always looked at what what's missing? What do I need to learn? And that attitude, that approach has helped me considerably because it, it keeps me from spiraling and getting stuck in, you know, in the woe is me and panicking and saying, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, I can't figure this out, to searching for a solution by searching for, figuring out the right questions to ask.
3: Wow.
1: Well, see, that that's fantastic. Okay. Well, i got to take a quick break here. That was a fantastic uh, uh, opening here. Um, and, by the way, uh, because – uh, I talked to Keisha ahead of time. We may end up running over everyone. We may end up going beyond, uh, definitely going beyond 30 minutes. So you might as well just sit back and continue because we have a lot more, uh, to cover, but, uh, we're going to shift gears after this break. And we're going to talk about some of the challenges and some of the, uh, struggles that you've had along the way professionally and, and, or, uh, even personally. So, uh, Sit back. We will be right back right after this break.
0: You're listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network.
4: Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Today hey, we decided we decide to, walk to walk to school. To school. The, the light, light counted. Fifteen, fourteen, 41,
3: thirty-one, I mean thirteen. We took, we took a left, left on, on Carroll Street. Street. Danny's There's smart, but he gets distracted. Huh. I realized, realized he forgot his homework. Home. I hope I he doesn't have another bad day at school. school.
4: When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network.
1: Well, welcome back uh, to the I call it the second half uh, of our talk tonight with uh, Ms. Keisha Rivers, in the 12th episode of the Women in Finances series here on the Shape Your Finances show, and um, we're just going to continue our talk here, Keisha. Now I want to, like I said, I want to switch gears a little bit. Now making the transition into becoming uh, a business owner. Uh, and you've been in business now, you said for 14 years, is that right?
2: Yep, 14 years as of June the 12th, I believe it was. June the 12th. Okay. No, June the, June the 14th. June the 14th was 14th. my official anniversary.
1: Well, happy anniversary. And Thank I know you. That, yeah, I know that you have a number of stories, as would any entrepreneur, as would any uh, business owner. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the struggles that uh, you can share with us that you faced along this journey?
2: Well, you know of course there were there were lots um, I think the 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 toughest struggle that I faced was feeling that I had to do it all by myself because mm. being an entrepreneur, especially if you're not from a family of entrepreneurs or you don't have a um, a group of, of people who can support you and, and who understand your journey can be very, very, very lonely. And mm-hmm. so, you know, your family won't understand, your friends won't understand, um, you know, people won't understand why you can't do a lot of the things that they do, why you have to spend extra time working in your business as well as on your business and, and why you have to spend money going to conferences and learning things and why your budget is different than theirs is. Um, So and and just the struggles of it, um, because a lot of times you'll feel like, you know, there's a thing called imposter syndrome, where Mm -hmm. you start questioning whether or not you're as good as you think you are, or as good as you say you are. And it doesn't matter what level you're at. I mean, I've been doing this for 14 years, and I still get, you know, struck by that every so often when I'm going into a new room or a new level or pushing myself, you know, out of my comfort zone. So Mm -hmm. You really, you know, the, the, the biggest challenge is that isolation and a feeling like you're in it all by yourself.
3: Okay.
2: And the best way that I overcame that was I started reaching out, not to everybody, because, you know, you can't have everybody as a part of your inner circle, but right. really looking for um, mentors, looking for people who are sponsors, Um, And mentors or sponsors are two different things. Mentors is someone who can guide you and give you direction and encouragement and, and, you know, and, and educate you on, on, on different things. Sponsors are those people who go to bat for you and who introduce you to new opportunities, who make connections for you, who, who, you know, they vouch for you. Um, And then having an accountability, you know, accountability partners. I have accountability partners in different areas. I have, someone who's an accountability partner when it comes to, um, you know, my business growth and development. I've got someone who's an accountability partner when it comes to my marketing and and, and PR. I have someone else who's an accountability partner when it comes to um, me, you know, expanding my reach and and, and making new contacts. So you have to have that team. You can't be in isolation. You can't do it all by yourself. And I think that is – That's the number one challenge that I face and and all the other issues that I face, you know, being overworked Mm -hmm. and and tired and feeling like I was in over my head and, and, you know, trying to figure out at what point do I need to expand and all that. All of that comes down to being isolated.
3: Wow. Because when you're
2: isolated...
3: Mm-hmm. You, you,
2: you can't – you don't have anybody else pouring into you. You don't have anybody that can pull you out. You don't have anybody that can kick your butt when you need yeah. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no? yeah,
3: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so, yeah, you, you know, like I tell and... people who are entrepreneurs, I said, you know, if if at least one time a year, at least one time a year, you don't polish off your resume and say, I quit, I'm going back to work, you're not pushing hard enough.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I can truly attest to that. <laughs> oh yes, several so times. Like you know, I've had enough. <laughs> Let me go in. I yeah, know the routine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know the routine. Mm-hmm. I know how I can go in at eight, be get out by five. You know, I I I have my schedule set. Yes, I I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel you right there. And I have to agree when you use when you said uh, isolation. Um, uh, I think about uh, a posting and I think that I've actually posted, but it's probably been posted several times uh, being an Island. You cannot be an Island to yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. You can never achieve or success or to grow just all by yourself. Uh, if you ever, you never find the most successful person that have done it all by themselves. It's, it's virtually impossible right. to do. And if you did it, you, you your health is bad you're sleep deprived you're not eating well mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of issues that come uh, come to play so 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 how how did you i guess when you got to that point when you figured out you know what i need some help so how did you reach out did you just you know cuz it is it's, it's sometimes maybe somewhat difficult for people if they don't have a good resource or circle of people how can a person uh get that for themselves if you
2: well you know there are a number of professional organizations and associations out there um you know, that you can tap into i mean meetup is a great resource um there are so many um there's so many opportunities and and groups for or for entrepreneurs that are out there now you know you just got to go and, and try some out um, mm-hmm. I of course don't do anything the normal way. So, um,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I, I actually got to my final, you know, the final straw of saying, you know what, um, I can't do this by myself. Um, about mm-hmm. six years ago when I ended up having, um, a major health setback you know, I found out that I had fibroid tumors and I went in for what was supposed to be routine surgery that ended up having complications and I ended up having three surgeries in three and a half weeks. I was in the hospital for 14 days. My organs were shutting wow. down. Um, I almost died and it mm. took me 10 months, almost a year to get back on my feet. Literally, you know, I was taking 32 wow. pills a day and I couldn't, you know, my hair was falling out and, and I couldn't see, wow. and I was having these debilitating migraines and, and I, I, basically my business, was at a standstill because I couldn't do any work. And I was the only, I, if I wasn't working, I wasn't making any money. I, my business wasn't operating. Right. So after I came out of that on the other side and being flat on my back and, and going through all of that is when I started doing some reflection and saying, you know what, the way I had been doing this, you know, doing it all by myself and trying to, to be the only person that is trying to save myself and, and carry the business and all of that, that's not going to work for me because that's not living, that's existing, that's not dying, and, and I don't want to do that anymore. So I actually, um, there was a Facebook post that um, someone who was a former client had made, and, and she was like, you know, shout out to all the women in Charleston that's holding it down and doing their things and the entrepreneur space and da 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 So she tagged me and several other women. Now, the other women she tagged, I didn't know. So mm-hmm. we started on the thread, and we're like, oh, well, what do you do? And what do you do? And what do you do? So we're all answering, and I'm like, oh, there's other people. This is awesome. So mm-hmm. I made a comment. I said, you know what? We should all get together for lunch. And I said, wouldn't that be a powerful connection? So my little brain goes, aha. I start a Facebook group and say, name it the Charleston Power Connection." And say, give the post the link and say, ladies, let's take this conversation into the group and figure out how we're going to connect and how we're going to collaborate because we can't do this by ourselves. So I started an organization (laughs) because I didn't want to be by myself. You don't have to do that because there are other people out there. Um, But I ended up having about, I think within the first 30 minutes, I see within 20 minutes, there were 75 women. By the end of the first day, there were 150 um i had it up and running for about two and a half three years and all together there were over 400 women in the in the organization and the and the purpose of it was to support and connect and to collaborate to build more powerful connections and to build each other up in our in our businesses and i mean it was there were people from all walks of life there were people in multi-level marketing there were judges there were doctors there were you know, um, news personalities. there, there, there were real estate agents. There, there were just women from all walks of life. And we just, we shared our celebrations. Um, we shared our successes. We provided support to each other. We had lunches, you know, if somebody was, was having an event, we made sure that everybody attended and supported. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Um, wow. So, yeah, don't, don't, another another example of don't be like me and go start your own. Go find one that's already out there. But that may
1: be the vision for someone. You can't say that, Keisha. That may be the vision for someone.
2: No, but I don't want people to think they got to go out and start all their stuff from scratch. You know?
1: Well, that's true. That's there are true. some I'm
2: things already out there, but the, right. the key to it is you have to find. Other people who speak to you. Um, right. I wanted collabor- I wanted collaboration. I wanted someone that I could share my frustrations and my journey with. I wanted people who were not interested in competing with me, but who were interested in supporting me and collaborating with me.
1: See, you just so, took my you just took my question. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about <laughs> the competition problems because I know uh, being a guy, being a man. Uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. that steps into that, that is a hindrance sometime with Mm -hmm. establishing business relationship with men. And that doesn't let me, before I get into hate mail, that doesn't apply to all men. I'm just going based Mm -hmm. upon my experience from time to time that I found that more, uh, women are more open, or I could say some are more open to let down that wall, uh, from a competitive nature, and come together to help solve each other's problem, uh, versus what men would do. And I'm well, you know, it's, pre- it's
2: actually it, it it actually depends on the mentality of the people you're working with because there there are some women that are that are straight cut throats competitive.
3: Right.
2: Always. Yes. I mean, and because it's there's it's individual people. So what what I looked at it as the mission of the group was very well stated. It was, it was okay. out there all the time. This is why we're here. And if you're not mm-hmm. here for that purpose, then you have to go. That's just how we, that's how we rolled. Gotcha. But one of the and, – and, and there are women even now that are still connected and very good friends. I met one of my best friends in that group because of that group. You know, we've been, we've been rolling tight. You know, we twins. We, we, we ride or die for each other because wow. I met her through that group. And so when you look at who to collaborate with and you look at who to connect with, you have to look for people who are of like mind, not -hmm. people who are exactly like you, but of like mind in terms of understanding the importance of collaboration. Now, I will say that when you get into certain rooms where there's more on the line. You know, there's bigger contracts, and there's, you know, more access to capital, and there's, you know, a bigger network. Those people in those rooms, which I'm, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and, um, and humbled to say that I'm, I'm starting to get some glimpses in to, be, to have a seat at those tables, uh-huh. they don't compete. They don't look no. at it as competition because, one, they realize that each one of them, even if they're in the same exact industry, is an individual. And they realize that people do business with people based on who they connect with. So they don't tear each other down. They look at ways, you know what, if you got, you know, you got some carrots and I have some tomato, some potatoes and and you have some beef and, and this one has a pot and that one has water. They look at it saying, okay, how can we all come together to make this better? They don't look at it as, well, I'm going to keep you down, and I'm going to keep you over here, and I'm not going to share this with you because I don't want you to get up there as, as high as I am. You have to start looking at the circle and, and the type of people and, and the types of conversations that are going on
3: because yeah, you want to
2: align yourself align yourself with people who are thinking forward and who are thinking about all of us need to band together to get where we want to get to because it's, there's enough for everybody.
1: And see, that's that's the key. That's what, you, that's the key right there. There's enough for all of us. That that cake mm-hmm. or that pie, it's enough of that pie or that cake because the cake in the pie is so big, it's enough for everybody, and we can all have a fair slice uh, or what have you of that. And it reminds me of what I call the crab mentality, uh, of, mm-hmm. of of. Not so, I say, unlike-minded people, uh, where yes. I'm focused only on myself, and if I have to crawl over you to get to where I need to be, then so be it. And I'm not gonna look back. I'm not gonna grab back to help you up. Uh, that's the part you, you spoke a mouthful tonight about just mm-hmm. having connection, having someone of like mind, and don't feel intimidated right? because I look at I look at you, Keisha. You, you have been a great resource for me. We are in totally different fields, but your, your skills, our skills are transferable to each other. So we learn from each other and we learn to lift mm-hmm. each other up in any way possible because I look at it's better when we can all have success in our own lane. That's, that's, what, I, yeah. that's what I strive to do. I mean, even with my radio show, I've had a number of financial people here on my show. Some that have been working longer than me, some that probably know a lot more than me. But because the platform that I have and the relationship that I have and the connection that I have with them, they come on and we all uh put our our, our two cent worth into this uh what we're trying to achieve. So I, I love what you said, they're like minded and being focused together.
2: Yep. And and that and one of the key things with that is you have to really understand the thought process of anybody that you're aligning yourself with, whether it's personally, romantically, you know, professionally, whatever, because you need to be with someone that's of like mind, not someone who thinks exactly like you, not someone who's not going to challenge you, but you need to have people surround your people, yourself with people who have that same mentality. You know, we're going to work together to be able to get higher we're gonna support each other to get higher. You know, there and, and, and when you talk about intimidation, I get you know, I'm five ten without heels. Nine times <laughs> out of ten I'm rolling in about four or five inch in, you know. So so after
0: all that, I'm about
2: six one, maybe, you know, you're not gonna miss me when I roll. Right, in. right.
3: Yeah.
2: And and because I am I'm a, I'm passionate about what I believe in, I, I am I, I'm inquisitive, I'm intense. You know, I know that, especially if I got Skittles and I got sugar, and, you know, you need to watch out. <laughs> but I, I've been told uh-huh. on several occasions that I'm intimidating. And I used to take that to heart and think that there was something going on with me. And then I realized I'm not intimidating. You, no. you're, you can't be intimidating. No. Someone else is intimidated. And if you're intimidated by someone else, then you have to turn the, the, the mirror back on yourself and ask yourself, right. what is missing in me that mm-hmm. is causing me to shrink from this person?
1: All right. I agree. And, that's the and...
2: only way. That's the only way you can be intimidated by anyone else because they are shining a mirror, turning a mirror onto you and showing you something about yourself that you think is not enough.
1: Mm. No true words. <laughs> no true words. And but by then the way, that so, means you have you, to
2: go back and, and work on some stuff.
1: See, now they're that homework part. I told you everyone she's gonna have you doing homework <laughs> tonight. So <laughs> I make, I've been making my I've been making my notes, by the way. I've been making my notes. Now so 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 along the lines of of being a woman, you know, we I think our last conversation offline we talked about some of the expectations. Uh, around being a woman, you know, being able to balance mm-hmm. work and family, and we, we had talked about, in particular, you made we made a point about making decisions differently. Can you mm-hmm. kind of share some thoughts uh, 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 along those lines?
2: Well, one of the key things that I I have realized in in my journey and in in my walk is that as women, we're Our role is considered to be the nurturer. We're the ones that take care of the family. We're the ones that take care of the kids. We're the ones that take care of the parents. We handle stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to being in business or being career-minded or even having your own dreams and goals and aspirations as women, more and more we're being encouraged to do that, but it's always in addition to all the other Mm -hmm. stuff you know um case in point my my mom had gotten um had had surgery and and there was a complication where she wasn't able to walk afterwards because of pinched nerve and so they had we had a meeting you know with me and my and my brothers and they were talking about her physical therapy schedule and all of that and and so um you know one of my brothers looked at me and he was like okay well I guess you're going to have to you know adjust your schedule and, and 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 come on and and take care of this and I was like uh no
3: I'm no. not the one doing all
2: of that. Yeah. Like you, you got to get, you can arrange your schedule. You got sick days, you know. i I work for myself. You you got you got sick days and benefits, you know. Right. But it wasn't, and it wasn't because right. he was trying to shirk responsibility. It was right. I'm the oldest and I'm the only girl. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, there are there's an extra set of responsibilities. That are usually placed on us usually unwill unwittingly, people just assume that this is how it is and, yeah. and and a lot of women struggle with with wanting to have that you know I want my life and I want what I want and I want my goals, I want to have my own identity, all of that i don't want to have to wait for that, I want to go out and do it while I can, but at the same time, you know I'm a mother, I'm a wife, you know I, I have aging parents i you know and and it and it pulls on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the best thing that I can tell you is that, you know, sometimes you're going to have to be the bad guy. You're going to feel like the bad guy. You're going to feel like you're being selfish, but
3: they'd be all right.
1: They'd be all right. They'd be all right. You know? I agree. totally. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so how, uh, what, what, I guess, what life lessons, uh, I'll say, let me ask this question: Uh, What advice can you give to the women that are listening, uh, of how to cope, how to overcome, how to uh, align themselves properly, where they don't feel uh, uh, that they're not being pushed into a, a corner and being responsible for everything? What advice can you give? or what, what are some of the life lessons that you've learned along the journey?
2: I would say that first you have to know yourself. And, and I'm not talking about knowing yourself and describing yourself as so-and-so's mother or so-and-so's wife or so-and-so's you know, daughter. You need to know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what your dreams are, your goals, what your heart desire is, what speaks to your soul. You have to know you because if all of that stuff got stripped away and you were left standing on your own, who is that woman that is staring you in the mirror? You have to know you. That's number one because until I got to the point where I knew who I was and I accepted who I was and Mm -hmm. I walked fully in who I was, then I wasn't successful. I wasn't. I didn't have opportunities that seemed to be, you know, being thrown at me from every direction. I wasn't, you know, being asked to be on a stage in front of 200 plus people from, you know, representing a hundred over a hundred different corporations. I wasn't asked to participate in, in these think tanks and design teams. And I wasn't asked to work to collaborate on books. I wasn't asked to do that because I wasn't showing up fully as me. So, You have to, and this goes for men and women, but first and foremost for women, because our identities are split between so many other roles, you have got to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Unapologetically, you have got to know who you are. And secondly, you have to defend the right for that person to exist. The wow. same way you would defend your child if someone tried to come after them, you would lay down your life and, and defend, fight tooth and nail for your husband, the same way you would go to bat for anybody else, you have to defend the right for that person that you are to exist, for that woman to have the right to speak up, for that woman to have the right to pursue her dreams, for that woman to have the right. To say that she failed at something but dust herself off and try again for that woman to have the right to say i want this and i am going to do this and it doesn't make me a bad person because i want to i have my own hopes and thoughts and dreams
1: powerful great words and you're right uh for men as well and uh see uh again you've I got some homework to do. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> why did I talk to you? I mean, <laughs> look,
2: you come back. You, you're a glutton for punishment. You do this to yourself. I was my, I my business. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I just keep ringing that doorbell. Listen, let me call Keisha again.
3: Let me call Keisha again.
1: <laughs> very good advice, Keisha. Oh, very good advice. Um, I mean, we're coming down to a close now. But, uh, wow, I, I'm overwhelmed uh, for the information that you share tonight and uh, extremely grateful. Uh, of course, as I've said to you the last few times, I'm definitely going to have you <laughs> back here on the show. I mean, this is I mean very good information because not only is it good information, it is something that, is, as a takeaway, it's something that we need, uh, it's something that challenges us, and knowing that it comes from your heart, and I know that your heart is filled with, with just absolute gold, uh, and you're wanting good for all of us. So, thank you so much for uh, sharing uh, uh, your story, sharing your advice, sharing your life lessons uh, for us tonight.
2: Well, thank you so much for having us, for having me back. I, I I really enjoy this because a lot of times I don't get to really talk to people about this. So, thank you so much for this perfect. platform. You're-
1: you're welcome. Now, by the way, uh, what's what's new on the horizon for you and your company? Are you doing any workshops, any well, type of events going up? Go ahead.
2: Well, I have actually um, realized my lifelong dream of having my own school, um, and because of the age of the Internet, I realized that I can have my own, my academy, and it can be online, and anyone can attend. So um, so my CARS Academy, which is uh, an avocational institution for personal professional development, will be um, launching um, in the next couple of weeks. And so if you go to my website at karsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com, you can uh, click on the link for the Academy, and you can sign up for the email newsletter so that you'll be able to get a notification when registration is open. And it will have a combination of different things. There will be an online uh, Resource library of classes, you know, anything from, you know, how to write a grant proposal to how to start a business with a business plan and how to, um, you know, put together a, a standard operating procedure for employees to how to develop yourself as a leader, how to improve your, your, your communication skills. So all a, a, a whole host of different topics that I normally would do workshops on um, okay. will be included there. Um, and then we'll also have some uh, some group um, programs that will go on, that will be um, implemented a couple times a year. Um, some on site intensives um, that'll be live with me um, a couple times a year. So I'm really excited about that because I'm kind of getting back to my educator roots when I get to teach. So,
1: good, good. so yeah, good, fantastic. I, yeah, can I give us a, your website again?
2: It is KARS Group for the KARS Group. K A R S group.com all together, no spaces and cars stands for knowledge. Always reigns supreme.
1: Oh, perfect. Uh, now let's see. Um, what else did I have to add? Man, I lost my train of thought then. Had another question to ask me regarding that. But, uh, so that, so that would be the best way to contact you uh, from your website as well. Okay. Perfect. Yes. If okay. you go
3: to my cool.
2: website, you can send me a message. You can schedule a time to talk to me. Um, And, you know, that's where I'll have information and insights and, you know, latest episodes of my podcast. And and that's that's the one stop shop right there.
1: Okay, perfect. Great. Great. All right. Well, uh, Keisha, it is always a pleasure having you here on the show. And thank you so much for uh, giving us your time uh, tonight.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed it, as always.
1: Good, perfect. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you've missed any of the past episodes of the show, you can visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com and click on the microphone for the radio show page. And it has a catalog of all the shows I've done, a gallery of all the past guests that have been here on the show, as well as a special gallery for all of my guests under the Women in Finances series. Uh, you can also listen to the show uh, on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes, and now on Spotify. Uh I would encourage <laughs> you, if you haven't touched bases, I, yes, I know it, <laughs> very glad about it. <laughs> Uh, If you haven't touched bases with me on social media, please reach out to me. You can catch me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And as I do with all my shows, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We'll talk to you next week. But before we go, we want to go out with a little bit of smooth jazz. You know, I always got to put my smooth jazz music in there. This is a little bit of huge groove. Take care, everyone. Talk to you next time. Take care, Keisha.
2: All right. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.